Well, welcome to the Crew in Utah podcast, a place uh, that we want to explore the intersection of faith, spirituality, Christianity, and being a college student in Utah. We also welcome you back wherever you're at to school, uh, whether you're virtual, moving into the dorms, uh, getting ready to commute to class. Uh, we're all preparing really for the semester ahead. Um, perhaps you're feeling excited. Um, maybe some trepidation, maybe a little bit of both, probably a little bit of both, some sort of mixture in there, uh, which is of course normal. Uh, but even more so uh, now uh, to have that kind of mixture in this 2020 pandemic, I think we're all feeling that a lot right now. Um, and so we here at Crew, myself at least, I'll speak for myself, think there's good things in store for all of us spiritually ahead. I'm not saying it's gonna be all good and rosy and everything, but I think that, that God has some big things in store for us uh, in our growth. And so we're excited to explore that today. So you're wondering who I am? My name's Devin. Uh, I'm one of the hosts of this show. You'll meet the other one in one moment. Um, and I'm also one of the leaders of crew here in Salt Lake City uh, and Utah broadly. So I've lived in Salt Lake for six years. Uh, and the reason I'm here is I was greatly impacted by crew as a student myself when I was in college. And so um, I had, you know, when I was <laughs> unpacking to move into the dorms myself on a hot August day, uh, I had just become a Christian uh, and was coming into college still with many questions um, about God, about the Bible, about Christianity. Uh, I, I think a lot of those intellectual, but even uh, to some degree, maybe in, in a weird way, you'd say they were emotional, kind of emotional questions. Can I trust God <laughs> uh, with my life? What does that mean? Where is he um, in hard times? So uh, Crew was at a significant uh, role in my life um, at, that, at that point, uh, so much so that I've really dedicated uh, the, the rest of my working life since college uh, to giving students uh, like yourself, if you're a student out there, uh, the same experience. And so uh, that's a little bit of who I am. You're, you're uh, one of your hosts here, um, but I'm joined today by the other uh, lead host of this podcast, Elsa Wiest. Elsa, welcome. Thanks, Devin. Yeah, I will just quickly introduce myself, but like Devin said, my name is Elsa. I am one of the co-leaders along with Devin here for Crew in the Salt Lake area. Um, and I'm new. Devin's been here for six years. I've been here for a little over two months. So I'm new to the area, um, but super excited to get to be here helping lead the Crew Ministries down here. Um, similar to Devin, I am on staff because God used crew significantly in my life in college. I grew up in a Christian household. I would say I became a Christian at a young age. But my senior year of high school was a time of wrestling for me, um, really questioning a lot of things about my faith, um, wondering if it was really worth following Jesus. Um, and so when I got to college, I got connected with Crew and was met by just a really welcoming community of people who created a safe space for me to ask those questions, to kind of wrestle through those things. Um, and ultimately it came to the conclusion that yes, it is worth following Jesus. Um, and it has changed the trajectory of, trajectory of my life since then. So I'm here now. I'm excited to be in Utah. I feel like I've had a heart for this area for a number of years. Um, and just think there's a lot of great 
opportunities here to meet people and to help them know Jesus and walk with him. And so, yeah, excited, excited to be in Utah with all of you. Well, Utah welcomes you, Elsa. I don't know what that means or what that looks like, <laughs> but Utah welcomes you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so today, Devin and I just wanted to kind of paint a picture of even where we're at coming into this school year, where we see God at work and some things that we hope will be true of your year wherever you're at school here in Utah. Um, and so we're just going to jump into a few questions, just kind of share some of our thoughts on those things. Um, and so the first question that I have for you, Devin, is just where are you at personally coming into this school year? Yeah, and, uh, you know, as I, as I answer, I'd even encourage if you're out there listening, just think, you know, where are you at coming into this year? Um, for me, it's a mixture, like I kind of addressed at the start. Um, I feel tired, <laughs> to be honest. So I've got three kids, um, so a little bit older than college age, and they're little, and you're like, well, that sounds tiring anyway. But I think actually what I'm feeling the tiredness is we're heading back into the school year virtual again. And summer was actually a really nice respite. I don't know if others can you know, identify with that, but it was a sense of, um, you know, in a, in a way able to turn the pandemic off, not fully, but um, life could kind of be a little bit normal-ish um, or a little bit deviated less from what a normal summer looks like where heading into fall, fall is gonna look a lot different than a normal fall. And, um, you know, and all the ambiguity as we head back uh, to campus and um, what, you know, what does, what does crew look like and um, what does school look like and all those things. I, I would say that it definitely um, is wearying you know i remember when school was canceled in march and it was like okay well we got this week and the next week's spring breaks so we'll probably be back in two weeks you know and here we are <laughs> i don't know when we're going to be back in terms of k-12 through public school and and obviously some ambiguity with the universities long term um so so there's that but i don't want to just say that that's it i think in, in in all honesty there's a um there's a strange spark of joy in my heart thinking about the future too that I feel energized by. Um, thinking of the possibilities um, for my life, uh, my family's life, for, for campus life, for um, you know, what does it look like to, to be a community of believers uh, at the university? What does it look like for everybody who's coming in um, just in a different space than we were in 2019? Um, there's just a deep dependency on God that we have to have that has been made so clear in the last six months. You know, it's like, of course, you know, from a Christian perspective, it's like, well, of course, we're always dependent on God. Um, but, you know, I mean, we don't really actually live that way. But this season has made it so clear. And, and I think, um, you know, that can scare us a little bit because it feels so vulnerable. Um, but I, I think it can actually really free us to, um, to just uh, kind of take, day by day living. <laughs> um, we're, we're really in God's hands. And um, I, I think that can actually be a, a very good thing. And um, so that I don't know, I think just that the prospect of that gives me joy. So um, what about you? Where are you at coming into the year, Elsa? Yeah, well, I would say I can relate with some of what you shared, obviously, you know, a little bit different life circumstance. I'm in the midst of transition of just moving to a new area, join a new team and a new role. Um, 
I don't have three kids. <laughs> so that's a little bit different for me than for you. But I would say transition in and of itself is a little bit tiring. And I think transition in the midst of a pandemic adds just a unique twist to that. Um, and so, yeah, I can identify with some of what you're saying about just feeling a little bit tired, a little bit weary from kind of the online side of things, from just even the separation from people that we care about and trying to be creative with how to connect with people and those things. But I think in light of that, I feel really excited coming into this school year. It's been really refreshing just getting to do a few more kind of in-person things with our staff team the last couple of weeks and just praying and planning for this year. And um, I think there's something exciting about just being in a new place, you know, just getting to experience Utah, getting to experience Salt Lake, what does it have to offer? And just seeing what ministry is going to look like here. And so I do think there's this underlying sense of excitement um, and just anticipation for what's ahead, not just for this year, but for this season of my life in Utah. Um, and I would, yeah, just say that I really, I would say it's been about a year now that I feel like God has continued to bring this theme up of inviting me to walk by faith. And that phrase just keeps popping into my mind. And I am wondering if he's just been preparing me <laughs> for this season where I think maybe we're having to walk by faith more than ever before. Kind of what you alluded to. Hopefully we're always putting our trust in God. We're always walking by faith. But there is something about this season and the challenges that it's presented that I think God is really inviting us to trust him at a new level. Um, and so I think that feels challenging, but also exciting. So I would say that's kind of where I'm at. That's a good place to be at. <laughs> like it's like, oh yeah, walk by faith. That's all, anyway, I'd love to double click, but we'll, maybe we'll get to that on another episode here. So, um, okay, so let's, let's uh, do second question here. I'll, I'll throw this at you, Elsa, um, real, you know, right where you left off on the last one. Where do you see God at work right now? Yeah, so I've been thinking about this question and, you know, I think there was a few weeks early on, kind of, we were painting that picture where we all thought this was going to be a short-term thing, kind of a temporary blip in the, you know, calendar year. Um, and it has turned out to not be that. It's becoming this long-term enduring thing that we're having to deal with. And I think there's days or moments in that where I can kind of lose hope and just be like okay God what are you doing and where are you at in the midst of this um but what I would say is that I believe God is at work <laughs> and even in the moments where it doesn't feel like it we can trust that he is we know that God is always at work he's always building his kingdom he's continuing to pursue people and care for people um and one thing that I think has been unique, even in my own life in this time, is that I think I've just been reminded of the importance of human connection <laughs> and that human experience of meeting people, connecting on a deep level. Um, and I think having to live in a virtual world for a few months really made that more evident than ever. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know that, you know that we're created for community, you know that we're supposed to be in a relationship with God and with people. Um, but I think 
having to be forced <laughs> away from people for a season has really made me be like, no, that that's really true. Like we really are created for community and we really do need people in our lives. And I think that's unique. And I think God is using that to draw people into his community of Christians, of people that love him and want to love on other people around them. Um, and so I would say that's one way that he's at work is he's just cultivating this need for community. Um, and I would say the other thing is that he's using this to kind of shake us up a little bit. You know, I think it's easy to just become comfortable and to kind of just go along with the status quo of what's normal and acceptable and can become pretty comfortable and easy to be a Christian in the United States. And um, I think right now it feel, nothing feels comfortable about life. <laughs> I think everything feels a little bit uncertain and a little bit new and uncomfortable right now. And I think that's okay. I don't like it. I think people that know me well would tell you that I really enjoy being comfortable. <laughs> um, but I think it's good to be uncomfortable because I think that pushes us towards God and it um, allows him to meet us in that discomfort. It allows us to come to him with our questions, our uncertainty, and he wants to meet us there. And I really believe that. And so I think he's using those things to draw people closer to himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I love it and I don't because it's because we're all uncomfortable. But <laughs> like, yes, preach. It's good. Yes, for sure. But yeah, I would love to just hear your thoughts on that too. Like, where have you seen God at work in yeah. your life and people around you? I mean, yeah, real similar. I, it's just it, the theme of suffering is so. I, I mean, at, at risk of just repeating what you just said, I just think like you know, the theme of suffering is just so part of the Bible because it just pries us away from the, the comforts that we go to. I mean, God, I mean, let me be clear to everybody listening. Like, I mean, God created comforts. It's not like he's anti you enjoying things, but he cares more about us loving him first and recognize him as the gift giver. So anyway, kind of on my soapbox, but you know, I just think these times it's like any suffering, big or small, I think we can feel like, oh, we don't really suffer in America, but you know, we, we, we are now on some level and, and often there are little sufferings, but it's, you know, I had a mentor tell me if you want to be mature, um, there's really one path there and that's suffering. And it, it, that may, well, once again, we may have to do another episode on that because there's probably a lot of questions there, but you see that, you know, Hebrews even says that Christ was um, made whole or made perfect through suffering. And, you know, so if the, the author of our faith has <laughs> suffered, obviously, on the cross and as well as throughout his life, you know, then we can expect the same. But there's just something just good and clarifying about that. And I, I, I think I'm um, excited to see what this means. And with all due respect to, to the, the immense tragedy and heartache and, I mean, people dying, like that's, that's the definition of suffering. I don't mean to say that, well, hey, there's this silver lining. Um, I, I do think that the fact that, you know, we're all wrestling with our economic futures, we're all wrestling with our um, mortality on some level, or we were at least back in March, you know, um, maybe less now, um, but there's still concern in a way that there wasn't in 2019. Um, I, I just have to think that that is going to be drawing people, whether they claim to know God or not, we're all being drawn, I think, towards him in that. Um, I think it's just a natural human response when, you know, you're experiencing suffering. So 
so pretty similar. I think just there's something in this. It's I think that maybe that's what gives me hope. You know, it's like well, um, well, and not just hope because of what could be. I'd say there's hope that yeah, Lord, I wonder what you're doing here. But I, I think that there, you know, in a strange way, I, I actually feel like there has been some good parts to everything. That um, I think about my neighbors, um, some of my closer friends. You know, it's like your world has gotten a lot smaller. Maybe if you're going to college right now, your world is expanding again. Um, but over the summer, late spring, your world got a lot smaller, mine did. Um, but there was a certain uh, just good richness to the relationships that were around us that weren't through Zoom, <laughs> family, neighbors. Um, and that was about it for a while. And I think, I think God's doing something in that. <laughs> what exactly, I don't know, but I can just taste some goodness there. So, um, okay, so I'm looking at question three, and maybe I'll throw this again to you, Elsa. Um, and I feel like we've both of us kind of been answering all of these at once here. Um, they're all very related. What, what do you think God could be inviting us into in this unique season? We'll say kind of this coming school year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think these questions are all pretty intertwined. So hopefully there's not too much redundancy here. But I know I mentioned earlier kind of this theme of faith, this idea of walking by faith. Um, and so I, I am going to double click on that a little bit because I really do feel like that is something that God is doing in the midst of this season, at least in my own life, um, is teaching me more about that idea. And I think that because we feel uncomfortable because we feel shaken out of our normal routine, our normal life, um, that God is asking us to walk with him more closely, more deeply. Um, and I think he's asking us to also reach out and care for people around us in new ways and to think more about other people. And I don't know, I think for me in this season, it's because maybe there's this sense of isolation, at least early on there really was, um, I think it became really easy to become really internally focused and just think about me, how am I doing today? Am I bummed that I had to cancel these plans or I can't go out with these friends or I'm just stuck inside and I'm bored and lonely and all these things. But at the same time, I think God is inviting us to look outside of ourselves and say like, well, how are other people doing? How are they coping in this situation? Um, how can you be a source of hope or comfort or encouragement to people around you? Or maybe there's even just tangible ways to serve your neighbors. Like maybe you can go to the grocery store and get groceries for your elderly neighbor who is at higher risk. Or maybe you could, I don't know, um, offer to watch your friend's kids for a couple hours or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, sounds just, good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Some, I'll, I'll anybody's welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I think there are unique opportunities to care for people. And I think we do have to be creative maybe in how we're doing those things um, because there are some limitations with, you know, social interaction and we want to be cautious and safe still. But I don't think that we want to just, put ourselves in this bubble where we're only focused on ourselves and our own well-being and our own care and forget that Jesus's heart is for others, that he encourages us to love others. Um, I think I've been thinking a lot about the great commandment, right? Where Jesus says, the first commandment is to love God 
with our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And the second greatest commandment is to love others as we would love ourselves. And, you know, that's kind of an interesting phrase. And I think the way that I've heard it talked about a lot is, you know, it's like, well, we love ourselves above everything else, right? Like we want to protect ourselves. We want to ensure that we have a comfortable, happy life. And so we should want those things for other people. And I think that's true. <laughs> I think we do have kind of this self-preservation mode, right? But I also think that in that phrase of loving others as we love ourselves, there's kind of this invitation that we should care about ourselves, that we should care for our souls, that we should care for our spiritual health, for our mental health, for our physical health. And if we're not caring well for ourselves, it's going to be hard for us to care for other people. And so I think, you know, a lot of people right now are maybe struggling with depression, anxiety, loneliness more than ever before. And so I would say there's an encouragement from the Lord in this to care for yourself, but not just for selfish reasons, but to care for yourself so that you can connect deeply with him and so that you can care well for those around you. And so I would just say, you know, make space to connect with God in this time, spend time in his word, spend time in prayer, worshiping him, um, you know, listening to him. I think just the practice of silence is really challenging for me. <laughs> I can imagine it's challenging for other people, but I think just in those still quiet moments, sometimes that's where we just hear the Lord's invitation or he's calling us back or reminding us of a truth that we need to hear. And so I would just invite you to make space for those things so that you're in a healthy place so that you have the capacity to care well for those around you. So sorry, I feel like that was long-winded, but those are my thoughts on that question. Well, and I'll just pick up where you're at there. Cause I think, um, uh, well, how do we do that even? Like, I think something the Lord's been putting on my heart and I've been learning um, is, is kind of the idea of spiritual disciplines. And, and I, I even, I've been telling people, I'm no expert, but I'm very interested right now in this whole kind of, I'll call it a field, <laughs> the field of spiritual disciplines um, or spiritual rhythms, you know, that um, as you get to know uh, different Christians or, or Christians from kind of church history who are these kind of spiritual giants, it's like they have this, this discipline to their life and how they meet with the Lord and how they quiet themselves, whether it's kind of retreat and silence and solitude or time in the word and Bible study. And I mean, lots of different things could be a discipline. Basically, if there's a part of you that doesn't want to do it, I don't know, a professor would probably not take this answer, but I just say like, if there's a part of you that doesn't want to do it, but there's a part of you that does like running, let's say there's a discipline there. So a spiritual discipline is like, and you know, in my mind, even going to church on some level can be a little bit of a discipline. I'm going to discipline myself to get out of bed and go to church, you know, so all these different things, but especially the disciplines that help us slow down in our crazy world, I think help us to hear from, from God and in our world did slow down. But I think even I think about my response in March and April was, okay, well, what can I do to control, move forward? Um, I know I can't control the pandemic. I can't, but, but, you know, I did a lot of house projects, you know, and different people did different things. There was this almost euphoria of, ah, I got all this time. I'm going to get stuff done. Um, and then that gave way from what I've heard from, from counselors and, and psychologists to just kind of a depression, you know, a lot of us blew a gasket and didn't slow down. And I think heading into this year, I want to be walking at good pace 
just in general life and then in my spiritual life. And, you know, when I think about when I was in college, I don't know that I would have really thought much about like <laughs> spiritual disciplines. That seems like it's something for people, you know, at least 40, if not 50 or 60. Um, but I, I think any time is a good time to start disciplines, even if it's just a discipline of waking up and spending 10 minutes in silence um, before the Lord and trying to push out those thoughts that interrupt <laughs> um, at times in the word with others, you know, when I say the word, like Bible study, you know, either personally or with others and, and little things. And we'll, we'll probably talk more about that through the year because it's a theme for our, our staff team. Um, but those sorts of things, I think, um, I think God's inviting us into it. And I think it unlocks like what you were saying, Elsa, well, what else is God inviting us into? I think some of those things can help unlock that, you know, to drown out the, the noise that keeps us from experiencing like, where's God moving in my life? Um, so um, with that, we're at our fourth and final question before we get to our top 10 list, which I'm very excited for you all about. Um, very exciting. But the, la the last question, uh, I'll go ahead and ask it here. Um, what do we hope would be true for students involved with crew at the end of this school year? So you know, for each of us as we lead um, crew in Utah and, and, and as various staff and students lead others, you know, what are, I guess to you, Elsa, first, what are you uh, hoping would be true for students coming in right now? Yeah. Well, I think even just in that introduction, just reflecting back a little bit on my experience as a freshman in college and, you know, sophomore, junior, senior, all of my time really in college, I feel like God did so much in my life over those four years. And it's really fun to think back on those years and to reflect on God's goodness to me in that season of life. But I think when I think about what were the things that were most impactful, you know, I could probably list dozens of things. But when I try and think about what are the things that I've carried with me and I've been out of college for a while and what are those things that I've carried with me I would say there's a couple of things that stand out to me one is that I think I grew in my understanding of who God is I think growing up in a Christian household I had an understanding of who he was and thought that I had a pretty accurate picture and I don't want to say that I was way off base but I think there's a tendency to kind of put him in this box of God is X, Y, and Z. And that's my limited understanding of him. And, you know, we're humans. We have a finite <laughs> understanding of things. And so we'll never be able to fully comprehend what God is like, right? But my hope is that students would leave even just after this school year, having just a bigger picture of who God is, that he would kind of break down the walls of some of those boxes that maybe they've put him in, and that they would have a bigger, clearer picture of what he's actually like. And um, the second thing I would say is that I hope that students are able to experience like really authentic community this year. And I think it feels challenging in the midst of COVID. <laughs> I think it makes me think, how are we gonna help cultivate this for students? But I really do think that being in a healthy community with other Christians, people who care about you, people that accept you, people that are going to encourage you, but also challenge you in your faith. Um, I think that's the best and healthiest place to be and so much fun. Like I just have so many fun memories with my friends from college that I was in crew with and just sweet memories and um, 
I just think those are some of the things that changed my life the most was just pressing into who is God, what is he really like, and having people come alongside me in that process. So I think those are two things that I would hope would be true for our students at the end of this year. Yeah, excellent. Um, for me, um, you know, if you're, if you're out there, you're listening, you're wondering, what's this, what's this next year hold? What's this next four years hold? Um, you know, I hope that you know God better. Like, I think that should be a goal and not a goal. I mean, it does take a little bit of work. We talked about spiritual disciplines, but really just opening yourself up to learning more about who is God, who is Jesus Christ, you know, whether you've, you know, known him since you were a baby in a sense and been, you know, grew up in church or you're, you're, you know, never been in a church and you're, um, uh, just wanting to kind of figure some more things out about what is Christianity. I think I, I would hope that you know God better. And I think this is a great year for it. You know, every year is a great year for it. But if I could dare say, I think this might be a better year for it, even <laughs> in a weird way. Um, uh, and I and I hope that you know your Bible better. I think that's a key part of it. I think that, you know, I think, um, well, a little bit of a tangent, but my summer after my freshman year of college, I was still somewhat of a new Christian and had been involved with, with crew during my freshman year. And it was a very good experience, but, you know, everybody had wanted me to go to this kind of what's called a summer mission. It's kind of a camp-like experience almost um, of, you know, it's, it's good for spiritual growth and that sort of thing. And I just didn't want to go. So, so when we're out here recruiting you in November, you can throw that back at me. Um, <laughs> But I went home to my hometown and got a job at a restaurant and um, was working there. And I actually hated it. <laughs> I'd worked at the restaurant before, but I hated it this summer for various reasons. But um, and all I could really do, it was like, I hated it so bad. I don't know if you've ever been there, but you know, it's like I couldn't get out of bed every day to go to work until the last minute. And the, really the only thing I, I could find to even give me hope for the day was I would get my nose in the Bible, so to speak. I would read the Bible for about 10 minutes, call on the Lord, like, Lord, I don't want to do this. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of that summer, even talking about suffering, I'm not saying that's just major suffering, right? But it was not, it wasn't all amazing. Um, I came back and I, I knew the Lord better and I knew my Bible better, you know, and, and there's just something to just getting in the Bible. If you're not sure where to start, um, well, everybody's got kind of their favorite place to start. I think, um, I don't know, Book of Mark is a good one in the New Testament and the Book of Ephesians If is just, if you're listening, you're like, I want to do that. I'm not sure where, but that'd be some good spots. So um, anyway, we hope that you are uh, encouraged by this. Um, We're excited for you. I, I just keep picturing whoever is listening out there unloading your car <laughs> in this smoky heat um, into the dorms. And like I said, you know, many of you, I know commute um, or maybe even doing virtual, but some sort of similar preparation. Um, and, I, and I hope that you're um, optimistic for this year um, and what, what God might have for you. So we did promise at the end uh, a top 10 list of sorts. And um, we, I love these. So these are all uh, questions that Elsa came up with. So if you don't like the question, now you know who to talk to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I love this because I think part of what we want on this, this uh, podcast is that 
we would be cultivating a love for the place we live, the places we live. I mean, kind of spread out around the Wasatch Front and even beyond a little bit. But um, I think that can just be a great thing is like, what do you, what do we like about Salt Lake, Utah? You know, if you're in Orem, we don't have as many answers for Orem and Ogden and those sorts of places. But um, perhaps if we have guests from there on, they could answer for their places. So we both live in Salt Lake. So they're, they're kind of Salt Lake oriented. Um, but here we go. So we'll do a little bit more rapid fire. Uh, we're both kind of talkers, so we'll see. But number one, uh, first one, top spot to eat in Salt Lake. Elsa, what have you found so far in your limited experience here? Okay, well, I will say it is a little bit of a bummer moving here during the pandemic, because I think it has limited my um, exploration of Utah a little bit. <laughs> But I will say what I have discovered is Utah has a lot of good places to eat. Um, but one of my favorites, I go there every time I've come to visit over the past, I don't know, five or six years. And even just had it a couple weeks ago and it still holds up. But one of my favorite restaurants in Salt Lake is Bombay House. Indian food. It's so good. It's so authentic. Highly recommend Bombay House. Excellent. Yes. I agree. I can't disagree with that at all. Although I'm going to give two. Okay. Yeah, I, I have a hard time fitting into instructions on these lists. So number one, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. And the first one is um, there's the, the burrito and taco trucks uh, by the old Sears on State Street at about 800 South, roughly. And there's a series of them. Uh, delicious, very cheap. Um, just, just, all around a good experience. Um, the other one I just discovered is Emigration Brewing, um, not actually a brewery, which I learned. It's in the original brewery's location from like a long time ago. Uh, most of our audience probably can't imbibe anyway, but the food is delicious. So I would say this best burger, and this is this is this is a little bit of a high bar. Best burger I've ever had in my life. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what they have? They had like pickled onion yeah was it pickled onions i don't know it was really good i love some pickled onions all right well i'm adding those two to my list so okay great um, all right well the next one we have on our list here is top place to hike um again you know i've been a little limited in my i've only been here a couple months so these might change for me over time as we'll i do get, another one at, yeah at semester yeah, and then like, at the end of the year exactly exactly i might have updates for you but um one of the places I have hiked since I've been here is a place called Lambs Canyon. It's kind of on your way out of town up towards Park City area. Um, it was a cool hike. I enjoyed it. It's pretty. It's easy to get to. So that's what I'm throwing out there. What, what would you add to that, Devin? Uh, yeah, so I don't know if I have a favorite hike, but I'm going to give something similar, which is a favorite trail run. Uh, now, if you're at the U, you should just go up on the uh, Red Butte uh, or the Dry Creek. Uh, Bonneville shoreline. I discovered this past year trails behind the Capitol. If you know where the Capitol, pretty much every Utah knows where the Capitol is. There's all these trails up there that you can run and look out over the Salt Lake and the Valley. And it's amazing. I'm like wondering if I should live in North Salt Lake and run commute over into downtown, but that's probably not going to happen. So, all right, next up, uh, top place for a beach day. So most, you know, Utah, not necessarily known for its beaches, but they're out there. They're, they're, they're little hidden gems. What do you got? Well, I've only been to a couple again, but one that I would recommend is Deer Creek Reservoir. Again, it's not too far out of town. It's maybe 45 minutes to get there. Um, 
But one thing I liked about it is that they have rentals there. So we rented paddle boards for the day, went out there, having kayaks, inner tubes, jet skis, if you really want to go big. Um, and it's a cool place, you know? It's a pretty area, it's an easy drive. So that's one that I'm recommending, Deer Creek. Nice, and for real similar reasons, I'm, I'm going with Pineview. So it's behind Ogden, I want to say. Uh, yeah, Eden, Huntsville area. Gorgeous, um, very refreshing when it's 100 degrees out. So I recommend that on a weekend. It's a little hard to be recommending these, to be honest. I, you know, I don't know how many folks are listening out there, but if, if the listenership grows, I don't know that I really want them to hear all these. So if you get in now, go check out Pineview. Um, okay, best ice cream. Um, I went a different direction on this. Again, it seems to be a theme here, I guess. Uh, I can't play by the rules. Nielsen's frozen custard. Now, the reason that I said that is Nielsen's is like an old school Utah family, well, the Nielsen's and the frozen custard thing. I just feel like I haven't seen that in, other, in all my travels that frozen custard is like a big deal. So they're scattered around. I don't know where all they are. The one I go to is in holiday. Um, so yeah, it's a good, it's just a good, unique experience. Uh, what do you got? Oh, mine's also not exactly ice cream, slightly different. Gelato <laughs> falls into the category, but there's a great little gelato shop in my neighborhood called Sweetly Gelato. Oh, nice. Yeah, great little spot. I've, I've been there. Which one, like up in uh, Stratford or something? Maybe that's where it is? Well, they have a couple locations, but there's literally one just like down the street from me. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. Like 30, 30 second. Okay. 500, yeah. Great. How about best coffee, Elsa? Okay, again, this one's tricky. I, I love checking out coffee shops. I haven't been to a ton since I've been here, but one that I went to and enjoyed was Sugar House Coffee. Also, it's nice. It's close to Sugar House Park. Grab a coffee, go for a walk. It's a good spot. Yeah, it is, I've worked there a lot. Um, I go with, okay, again, hate to give this away, Blue Copper. Now, there's two locations. I go to the, the original the coffee room on Central 9th. Um, and they are open during the pandemic uh, with a great patio in the morning. Um, I'd say morning because in the afternoon, the sun starts hitting and it gets way too hot. But in September, it'll probably get nice. Um, I hate to say this if someone from Blue Copper ever listens to this. I don't, Blue Copper coffee is not my favorite. I can appreciate the craft. Um, I probably like something a little bit darker, but the spot is amazing. And I am a huge fan of the company. So, Blue Copper, check it out. Uh, say hi to me if you see me there. You won't know who I am, but that's okay. So, <laughs> yeah, they will at some point. Um, <laughs> cool. So the next one I have on here is, what is your favorite Utah National Park? Do you have one, Devin? Yeah. I so Moab is what I said, which is not a national park, but I like the South. What is that? Southeast parks better, more because I love Moab and the LaSalle Mountains nearby and Dead Horse State Park. Um, done them all, been to all five, got my fifth one this last fall with Capitol Reef, all good in their own way. Um, but yeah, I don't know, just one, either Canyonlands or Arches down there. I think my, I think a trip to Moab is probably my favorite uh, trip. Oh, I gotta say this though, I'm sorry, I just forgot this. Uh, Goblin Valley State Park, not a national park, easily my favorite spot. You can, I don't know why they let you do this, but you can just go run around on these hoodoos, which are like <laughs> spires of dirt. Yeah, I mean, everybody's destroying them as they do this. So I don't know what the plan is long-term here, 
but it's totally welcome. Just run our, you can do like hide and seek, tag. I mean, it's like, a, it is it is a playground. Um, so I'll, I'll put that one in there too. So. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing about. Um, oh, I don't have highly. one to really add to this list because I actually have to admit I haven't been to any of Utah's national parks yet. Definitely going to happen. Wah, wah, wah. But one of my top places that I do want to go is Bryce National Canyon. Yeah. I've heard good things about that one. So yes. that's the top of my list. Better than Zion. You heard it here first. Okay, I've actually heard that too. Not to okay. Zion, but Heard yeah. it here third. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, current favorite uh, book and what are you listening to these days? So book, podcast, what do you what do you got? What do you listen to? You know, I'm a big podcast connoisseur, so it was really hard for me to just pick one, but I did because it's probably the one I've been listening to most consistently. It's just a fun one. It's fun. It's short. It's like 25 to 30 minutes. It's called Annie and Eddie Keep Talking. It's Annie F. Downs. If you guys know her, she's a Christian author, speaker, um, and a guy named Eddie Coffles. He works um, with the International Justice Mission, and they just have this little podcast where they just talk about life, and sometimes they talk about faith. Sometimes they just talk about random topics, but it's always enjoyable. It's a fun listen. Makes me happy. So that's my podcast rack of the week. Nice, and I'll just quickly throw in Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by... Pete Scazzaro has basically been what's getting me through this season. <laughs> it's just, he's just so good at reminding us of, well, some of the things I was talking about with spiritual disciplines, he's just expert at and also a uh, quick listen. So every Monday I listen to it on my run. Um, okay. Best hidden gem in Utah. Um, curious if you have one yet being new, you know, I if thought... you found it, it's probably not hidden. Like well, if you've already thing. found it. <laughs> I, I thought about this and I have to be honest, I don't think I have one to contribute yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm hunting. I'm still on the hunt for my hidden gem. But that's, Devin, that's what do fair. you have? <laughs> that's fair. So I'm going to go with two of my favorites. Uh, Liberty Well. Now, I live in the neighborhood of Liberty Wells, but there, it's not called Liberty Well, this place, but it's a park. I think it's, yeah, you can, you can just look it up. Just There's a well literally at 5th East and 8th South. There's another one in in Liberty Park, and this is in Salt Lake, um, where you can just get free water. It just comes straight out of the ground, unfiltered. I know that sounds crazy, but people swear by it. It's delicious. Uh, it doesn't need filtering. That's the kind of water we're talking about here. Um, so go check that out. And my other one is KRCL, the radio station. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. You'll just have to listen. It's a listening experience. It's like a college student-run station for the masses. So, um, very few people seem to know about it that are new to Utah. I'll say that if you're around 20 years, it's like all you listen to. So, well, those are great. Thanks for sharing your gems. I know sometimes it's a little scary to share things that not many people know about. So, well, KRCL is an easy one. That's an easy one. We want more viewers or listeners. More buy-ins right? better. That's right. Especially if you end up giving to them because it's a uh, it's uh, publicly funded. So, you know, go. that's I'm I'm doing them a service right now. Great. All right, a couple more. We're winding down. Number nine. What is your favorite follow on Instagram, Devin? I know you're not a huge Instagrammer, but do you have something for this one? Uh, once again, it comes with a caveat because it's on Twitter, um, which is introverts Instagram. Um, so, but but I'll give you if you are on Twitter. I know many students are not. It's kind of more of a 
well, millennial thing and less of a Gen Z thing. But Brian Loritz, pastor um, in Silicon Valley, uh, African-American pastor. Uh, his dad was actually on the board of directors for Crew and was also a pastor for many years. But just incredible job at speaking into, especially the things we were kind of wrestling with this summer around race and ethnicity, you know, for him. Mm -hmm. um, it just has a great voice leading a multi-ethnic congregation as an African-American pastor speaking into issues of diversity in the church. So I highly recommend, as I probably do with everything on this list, but this one's like another, this is a cut above. So uh, yeah. I don't know if he's on Insta. He probably is. <laughs> Brian Loritz. Um, now you answered this, I think, uh, in a more legitimate fashion with a true Instagram follow. What do you got? I did. So lately, one of my favorite follows has been Jackie Hill Perry. She Excellent is an author, a speaker, Bible study writer, poet. She's awesome. Um, also has a lot of great insights into, yeah, social justice, racial equality, those types of things. Um, she's awesome. She's also hilarious. So I also recommend her for that reason. I get a good laugh out of her page. Um, she's just real, real, real. <laughs> she's really honest and I like her a lot. So I recommend Jackie Hill Perry for sure. All right, our final one. We're getting a little more serious with this one, but what would you say is the number one top way to growing your faith in college, Devin? Well, I've I've got a I've got a few, but they all go together. So I would say this: what I what I tell, especially incoming freshmen, but you could start this this year if you're, you know, senior year, commit to a church, and that's a little tough right now, but I'd still do it. Commit even to an online church. Let the pastor know you're there. Whatever, get involved with a small group or something. Commit to a campus ministry. Um, we're crew, we're, we're one of them. There's, there's several good ones, um, in this, well, in the Valley here. Um, and then commit to being in your Bible. You know, I think those three things, you will be very surprised where you're at, um, at the end of the year. So those are my, it's, it's kind of three, kind of one, they go, they kind of go together, but what do you, what about you? What would you say top way to grow in, in faith in college? Well, yes, I agree with all those. It's hard to narrow it down to one, but if I had to pick one, I said, don't do it alone. Be in community with other people. Um, and really, I think the ideal setting is to have someone who's walked the road ahead of you a little bit, to have a mentor, to have a peer group of people who are in a similar stage of life walking with you. And honestly, eventually, hopefully to be investing in someone who's maybe a little bit younger, uh, newer in their faith to be investing in their lives as well. So don't do it alone, be in community. That's my top piece of advice for that. Great. So cool. There's our top 10. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Got some new nuggets of things to check out in the area um, or online. Um, thanks for joining us today. Um, we hope this was encouraging and um, helpful. We will be releasing content weekly. That's the hope. You can be listening for um, other staff to be sharing some of their thoughts, some of your fellow students, um, and probably even some guests um, at some point. That'll be pretty fun. So um, keep an eye out for that. Um, we have a lot of things happening right now. It's the start of the school year and we want you to be a part of them. So the best way to keep up with us really is to follow us on Instagram at crew SLC. Um, and we're going to have things posted for each of the campuses that we're on in the area from the U to Westminster, UVU, Slick. Um, we want you to be checking those things out and we'd love to have you join us. So you can check us out there. You can also check us out on our website at crew SLC com. So we hope you all have a wonderful week and hopefully we'll see you around.